Podcast, your boys Matt, Brian, and uh, we're almost done with spooky season. That's right. It's it's creeping close. Yeah, I mean we've been knocking them in every every. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, posting, but like pretty much. But we've hit it every almost week. every single well, week. I've, I've done something a little different for spooky season. I've been putting it out on Fridays instead of our normal mm. Sundays because I figure spooky weekend. You yeah, have yeah. A spooky weekend. Well, we had a Friday the thirteenth. We did. So yeah, that alone is pretty awesome. So glad yeah. that we were. That's a good idea to put it out on the on the spooky Fridays. Spooky Fridays. But you know, now we started with some light spook. Oh yeah. You know, some kind of a uh, campy spook, spook. Some campy spook. spook. Yeah. And, and then last week we did some uh, some okay. classic spook. Classic spook. Yeah. And we're riding that train. Yep. So now do what some people some people call one of the. Uh, scariest movies of well, not scariest, but one of the best horror films. I'll say That's it like that. True. Yeah, one I, of the best horror films. Well, of a all cornerstone time. in the horror genre. Yeah, uh, a movie that has a reputation that precedes itself. Yeah, like it really doesn't really need an introduction. Yeah, but here we are but introducing are. it. Yeah. You know, it's it's probably one of the most studied movies and probably the ever. one the most like that has been made. A lot of has been made of this movie. Right. That probably it was. Yeah, it probably wasn't warranted. <laughs> no. Uh, but we're talking about Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Stanley Kubrick's presents Stephen King's The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Yeah. Uh, based on the book by Stephen King. Kind of. Kind lightly, of. Lightly. Very Somewhat. lightly. Yeah. Do Stanley Kubrick read a page? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it takes place in a hotel. Someone goes crazy. Got it. Yeah, say no more. Yeah, got you. I got yeah. you, boss. Uh, in, in some ways, almost intentionally going <laughs> against the source material. Yeah. Uh, all stars Jack Nicholson. Yep. Nicholas? Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Uh, fucking uh, Shelly Duvall. Duvall. And Scatman Carruthers. And a boy. Danny Lloyd. Danny Lloyd, yeah. who was his first, I think, first and only movie. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. I mean, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, from from what we hear about Stanley Kubrick's uh, ethos on set, uh, yeah, I think it's it's tough because he is uh, has a reputation of being someone who like basically tires his actors out, mm-hmm. and the reputation of this movie, I guess we we will bring up like he really kind of like went wailed on on Shelley Duvall, yeah, but you know, um, and also because he. He couldn't do that to, like, a Jack Nicholson, because mm-hmm. Jack does not... He, like, you could see, like, when the movie kind of, like... I forgot what it, which part it was. It was when he went to the bar the first time. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, it's the Jack show now. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going off. He's going to do his... He's going to do his thing. Yeah, yeah. And when that start, when he started kind of doing that, and it's like, okay, well, you could see... Yeah, Stanley knew he could probably... Oh, Stanley... Uh, St- Kubrick hmm. knew Stan. Stanley Kubrick knew he could probably like uh, enforce his direction on Shelley and I think he wasn't too hard on the kid. I don't think he was like torturous on. I the would kid. hope not. Yeah. yeah, but like I know like a lot of a lot of my information does come from like, I mentioned the podcast uh, yeah. with Gorley and Rust. They just did a five episode thing on it, so 
a lot of it comes from there. And, and they said they he didn't really like Scatman Carruthers because he wasn't really an actor. Oh. So, like, a lot of the stuff that he would do, like, he'd just go right over his head. Right, right, yeah. right. So he'd give direction and it wouldn't, like, land. It's like, you know, say this hauntedly. Okay. What a, you yeah. want ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I remember, uh, you know, Scatman would, uh, I think there was, like, an interview where, like, he talked about doing that scene. Yeah, the 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 one that had the world record for oh, most, most takes. takes. Yeah. The 127, like, take scene mm-hmm. where he's, like, talking to Danny. And he's, like, tearing up, like, talking about it because it was yeah, so much. It's like, it's, yeah, I'm sure it's, like, traumatic. Like, I'm sure, yeah. like, because it, it is what he, uh, what Kubrick, like, wanted. It's not, yeah. like, yeah, because there's, like, a difference in, like, acting. I think they, 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 there was a thing. It's, like, there's a difference between acting, reacting, and, like, what Kubrick wanted you to, like, react. Well, what do you think is the reason for, like, a 100-take uh, uh uh, sequence is it something where he really wants like every single option to play with or is he intentionally trying to tire out his actors i think is it's, he just not satisfied after until he gets a hundred i think it's things, a little of, not a little getting it i think it's a little of all of that yeah. where it's like he wants to have the options but like you could do that in like 40 takes mm-hmm. uh he wants to tire out his actually so give more of a like believable like, like, depending on what the scene is. Yeah. Like, if you're, like, I think Wendy on the stairs, like, that took a lot of takes, too. Yeah. And, like, and like you're just, like, and you want someone who's scared, tired, exhausted, right. like, all this, just fucking worn down. Yeah. You're like, all right, we're going to wear you down, make you scared. Sheesh. And, like, yeah, it's definitely wouldn't happen today. Right. <laughs> like, that's not what, but, like. But then it's also, like, to what end? Because... I know, you know, you 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 would think mm-hmm. that if he's wearing them now for the sake of like realism, right, right, that you know that's one thing. But then he would go out of his way to take more like cartoony takes, yeah. and use them in the film as opposed to like some that uh, that like other editors have said like well that they were more serious like maybe well done takes, takes yeah. and he went with a more, Cart- yeah, uh... a more a weirder one instead to the point where, you know, the movie was received pretty poorly because of it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. He's just a. I think because he, he wanted to make it his like, like this. Yeah, I don't know, man. Right. I don't know. It's kind of like because also like his his like in the in another way like his genius could be perceived as like he got lucky. Yeah, it's like if it wasn't for Jack fucking acting his ass mm-hmm. off and fucking Shelley Duvall also like not walking off set, not yeah. walking off set <laughs> and giving like a really good performance of yeah. someone who is like a beaten down kind yeah. of low spirited person. And also, like, if the kids suck, if the kids suck, the whole the, the whole movie would be shot. Yeah. Like, but I think like that's the thing. Like he, everyone was like, "Oh, you know, Kubrick's a great." Like it's really the performances that make yeah. it so much. But then you know you could say that, but then it's not like Kubrick doesn't have any other bangers. No, you know I'm not I mean? saying I'm not I'm not saying that. But like you, it's it's the two sides of the same coin. It's yeah. like uh, one like was it one man's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist. Yeah, it's yeah. like that's the thing. It's like some way you look at it, it's like. Well, yeah, it's like Kubrick's a genius, or like, no, nah, the actors and fucking crew fucking stepped up and and did something right. special, right? Which you know, sometimes, in order for them to do that, mm-hmm. they need to also believe in like the vision. You yeah. know what I mean? And that comes from a director as well. So you know, maybe he's a great director in that way. I think, but I think so. I think I'm sure by the end of it, a lot of people despised him. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I think I think he's definitely put a a, a sour taste. Yeah. 
in a lot of people's mouths. Yeah. I, th- I think, like, because he did, like, a, a bunch of his, like, big hits before this one. So he did, like, A Clockwork Orange. Yeah. He did 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I want to know what he did, like, after this. Oh, like, after. did he take, like, a bit of a break? A bit or... of a break after that? Yeah. I, w- I mean, I, I would think. But who? I, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, he took a seven-year break. Mm. So he did... Yeah, he did, like, a, up to... He did Spartacus, Lolita, Doctor Strange Love, 2001 Space Odyssey, yeah. Clockwork Orange, uh, Barry Lyndon, The Shining, seven years off, mm. uh... Full metal, jacket, Full metal Jacket, and then Eyes Wide Shut. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of like, yeah. Three years, three years, four years, yeah, five years, yeah. So he kind of like, I think he, he, he plans a lot of stuff out, mm-hmm. so that's probably why he took a lot of break. Yeah, for sure. It's funny, you say, you know, because I'm sure he does plan a lot of stuff out, but then there's also something like the script that's mm. being like constantly rewritten, like yeah. on set, you know? So it's like a lot of it he plans out, and then a lot of it he wastes a lot of the studio's money, you know? <laughs> and then, yeah, he pisses off Stephen King, and Stephen King oh, fucking yeah. hated him. Yeah. Because, like, the uh, even Stephen King made sure that they redid The Shining mm-hmm. in, like, the uh, in, like the 90s. They made a made-for-TV movie yeah. for The Shining, and it was... It was a made-for-TV... Uh, it was a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was rough. So now, first question. Mm. When was the first time you saw The Shining? I think I was in college. Yeah? Yeah, I think I was in college. And like, when I watched it, I'm not sure if I was thinking like, okay, well, this movie was pretty old, Mm. so I shouldn't expect to get like really jump scared or anything like that. There should just be like an overwhelming feeling of fear, and I should see some techniques that are used a lot now. Um, and I was surprised because I didn't see a lot of techniques that were used a lot now. I saw a lot of the opposite. Right. I saw a lot of like conventions being broken Mm -hmm. and I could still sort of, uh, I could still kind of get that atmospheric dread that he's going after. Right. It didn't like scare me out of my pants. Like some people like, oh, The Shining is the, is the most horrifying movie that I've ever seen. No. Yeah. I think that like, like that. What is that? It's uh, hyperbole. Yeah, like a lot, a lot of that because I chilling. It's chill. It's, yeah. it's chilling because it's too goddamn cold. Yeah, <laughs> too much fucking snow. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I didn't feel like that. Yeah. You know, I felt like oh, it's a good movie. But if you told me that this was a a thriller or a drama mm. instead of a horror, I would. I you know, you could argue that. Yeah, I, feel, I would feel like you could argue that. I think this thing, like, because it is a it is a very good movie, and it is like it, it has. This reputation of being one of the scariest movies of all time, and mm-hmm. I think it's the fact that it beats you down into being scared, mm-hmm. and I think that's the the whole movie. It's like it's just, and it's not in like a bad way where like you've watched like Ernest Scared Stupid, where it just beats yeah. you. It beats you down into like, well, now I'm just fucking just whatever. Yeah, it's gonna shoot snot out of Along his nose. Who yeah. fucking cares? Yeah, but it just like beats you down to be like, I can't like I don't know how much longer this movie could go with me like staying comfortable mm-hmm. like my comfort is so like un like unsettled that i just like if this goes for another fucking half an hour i'm gonna lose my mind like funny you'll be you like say, jack when <laughs> you say that actually uh i think you're right so i my mom mm. mama taylor bless her heart she's not scared of scary movies no no if she her main thing is like needles 
Like she's run out of doctors' offices. Like it got like it humiliated our whole family, gotten kicked out of hospitals because she's really afraid of needles. Okay. Right. Um, but horror movies don't scare her. Like she she'll say like, oh that was scary, but like she won't jump. She'll watch the whole thing. She like was like, well that's stupid. You know, like she'll like <laughs> like she she is really really good with horror movies, right? right? Um, not, but then, you know, you play The Shining for her, and she's, by the end of it, she's freaking out. Whoa. Not because she's, like, even that scared, but she's just so stressed. Right. You know, like, my dad co- walks through the door, and she goes, she goes, <laughs> she goes, uh, like, she calls him Carly. She goes, Carly, get me some water! This woman's stressing me out! I go, like, I feel my blood pressure rising! I gotta die of you! Like, <laughs> that's the thing, she's and that's the, that's so fucking funny because I like I felt that kind of the same way watching it. I was like, yeah, God yeah, damn, like, you just, like, t- just the way you just, just touched right the, head, the, yes, like, the way you just by touched the middle your of like yeah. my eyebrow. Like it's like holy shit! Like Shelly Duvall is like yes. It's like either you go and like get the fuck out of there because yes. girl, he doesn't he doesn't like you, or it's like Jesus Christ, he's gonna kill you. He's going to fucking kill. You. And you yeah. just, and that wears you down. Yes. And like. And yeah, me and your mom just did the same. Nope. Yeah, your mom's like, it's exasperating. She's screaming it's, at this girl. This yeah. poor girl's like, Ma, she's like, she's trying. She's, and like, she like, even her trying to get out the window mm-hmm. to the bathroom. It's like, you're not, you're not going to fucking fit. You can't fit. Start you, digging yeah. <laughs> Dig. <laughs> Stab him in the face. It's so funny because like the movie built up to that so right. like slowly. That, you know, because, you know, it, it goes from, like, when he, immediately, mm. you know, when he, when he's, like, you know, um, a dick to her, right. and she asks him about the script, and she's so sweet, and he, like, you know, kind of verbally beats on her. What an asshole. The, she, was uh, so, she was so nice. Oh, well, you know, I'll just go get you some sandwiches, Yo! and, I'll, and let, maybe you can let me read some of your stuff. When I'm in this room, yeah. and you hear the clickety-clack of the typer, or not. Which is always, it's just funny because it's like he took the biggest room in the hotel. You're right. Like it's in the middle of everything. Yeah. So they can't go anywhere. He's trapped them I'm like. Dick. <laughs> yeah. Just for him to be like, yeah, when you think about coming in, don't, fucking don't. Don't <laughs> fucking come in. Because then I have you to fucking, fucking get that through your stupid fucking head. It's like right there. It's like, all right, well, I'm going. Yeah. Right, see you later, asshole. Yeah. All right. Peace. You know? There's still one inch of snow on the ground. I can make it down Seriously. this fucking road. At that point, my God. And this was, like, after he had, like, ripped her son's arm out of its socket. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Never lets me fucking forget. The yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. It's like... <laughs> the one time three years ago, or was it five months? You know? <laughs> I, I, I love, like... Yeah, when Jack kind of, like... I really enjoyed Shelley Duvall's performance. And yeah. I know it was, like, harrowing on set, probably, and harrowing to watch. But, and like... the poor girl got a Razzie for it. Oh. Uh, that's... You see, that's uh, the thing. Because, like... Because she was so, like, sweet and so kind and so, like, overtly, like, held down. Mm-hmm. And when she was talking on the radio with the guy, I was like, man, I hope they end up together. Yeah! <laughs> it just seems so, like, that's such a nice conversation. Yeah. It's like, oh, you got to be careful. Just make sure you keep, oh, I will do. I'll right. do that. Yeah. Oh, that's very nice. And it's like, Jack's clickety-clack. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Get out of there. Ugh. Ridiculous. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. You, you talked about how much this movie deviates from the book. Mm. One of the ways... Sorry, you read the book, right? I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, in high school, okay. actually, I had to read it. Um, 
and uh, I think I mentioned like it was you know very transformative like a AP English class, right. <laughs> and uh, for for it we had to like I, he had me read like a good amount of Stephen King because Stephen King wrote a book about writing and then yeah. he also wrote The Shining, and they're both incredible and you pick up a lot from it. Um, I feel like any Stephen King book will teach you a lot about writing. Mm -hmm. It's like how to structure a story, how yeah. to like pay off some certain things, and also how to fuck up an ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the main things that deviated so much from the books is the Wendy character. Right. Um, in the book, she's, she's a hot blonde. Well, I think she's... it's supposed to be based on his actual wife. Oh, yeah, I can yeah. see that. And I, she, yeah. And that's like... Well, because Jack is very much based on him. Right. You know, in yeah. the book, at least. Yeah, because... And also, like, I know... Yeah, because in the, in the TV movie, it was a blonde lady. I yeah. I think it was Rebecca DeMornay mm -hmm. from, like, Risky Business. <laughs> and, like, Stephen Weber from Wings. Yeah, yeah so, like a very conventionally yeah. attractive couple that, you know, well-to-do, all that shit, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and she was very strong-willed mm -hmm. and actually a very, like, strong character who gets kind of broken down over the course of the movie. Whereas you meet you meet uh, Wendy as Shelley Duvall, and, just and you're just like, like oh, girl, what like are you wearing? She's held together by twigs. Yeah. Like, oh, girl, the red and the overalls. Like... <laughs> and then by the end of it, it's like, wow, Wendy, what, you know, Wendy's wardrobe is kind and of iconic. They, <laughs> they brought that up also on the... The Gorley and Ross podcast where the cottage like, core, the cottage core. Uh, well, yeah, well, they're uh, like saying like, you know, because they said like the book like she was like a strong blonde and like so like at the time I think like Jane Fonda or like mm -hmm. someone close to that like they would not like the audience would be like they would never take that shit from mm -hmm. anybody mm -hmm. so like the like Jack like if Jack snapped at it like she'd be like fuck off. Well, that's the but thing. But like this one, it's like... Jack is different in the movie, yeah. too. The book Jack wouldn't snap at her that way. No, exactly. You know, because yeah. he's a good guy who loves his family, who's being and he's being slowly corrupted, mm -hmm. and he's trying to fight against it. Right. So he's not a bad guy. And this is just Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is a bad guy. He's a weird dude. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a weird, extremely charismatic guy. Yeah. Because every time I see Jack Nicholson in a movie, I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand this right. dude. I don't understand, like... Anything about Any of him. the choices he makes. But then, like, midway through the movie, I'm like, I get it this now. This guy's good. I fucking understand. This guy's good. I understand why people like him. He's fucking cool. Yeah, you could watch The Shining and be like, yeah, he's the Joker. Yeah. I yeah. watched him in uh, uh, Witches of Eastwick, which is, like, mm -hmm. a kind of like a, a, a rom horror slash, like, sweaty, oh. sweaty adult. Like, okay. Kind of, it's directed by George Miller, who directed Mad Max. Mm -hmm. uh, it has uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Susan Sarandon, Cher. Wow. Right? And it's like these three women. Five. These three women who were witches, apparently, hmm. which they didn't really talk about. Like, wish for a man, but like, so Jack Nicholson rolls in. I'm like, Ooh. I don't get it. Compared to these three he's ladies, the he's a fucking, yeah. like, like, a dweeb. Yeah, yeah. But then he starts, like, fucking Jack Nicholson around. Like, I get it. Yeah. I understand it. And I respect it. <laughs> yes, exactly. His hairline is the last thing you're thinking about by the end of the movie. The thing's so sharp. Dude hasn't seen a comb in like the. Uh, he didn't bring a comb to the hotel for five months, but you, you get it. The dude, yeah. when he smiles joyfully, he looks like he's a serial killer. Yes. So. Yes. I get it now. But he was. Yeah, in this, like he. He was evil from the start. He was evil from the start because, yeah. like, he's just staring. When he's just staring out the window, it's like. Nah, like, it's sun's still out, man. Like, yeah. you could go for a walk. You could do anything in the world. It's like this, like, Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, man. You know, and, and you can kind of really get, like, this dab, the cabin fever, like, stir-crazy vibe mm -hmm. 
off of Jack like throughout it because I know one of the big things that the movie tries to push is like isolation yeah. and like being a small like piece a small pawn alone in this big you know uh, yeah, hotel and the and I guess the uneasy feeling that comes with that and they they do that very well with like Shelly with like uh, Wendy and, and Danny but Jack just seems like yeah because it seems like they've kind of taken to like the people who didn't have a say in going there yeah took to it very they well adapted and yeah. the guy who's like I'm gonna go I'm gonna like this is gonna be I great for me it. I loved it from the first time I saw it I'm gonna I'm gonna get five months of quiet and like, yeah to work on my novel yeah <laughs> and. Uh, Oh God! And the guy's like immediately I mean, folded. Like he didn't even get a month in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like he's already just like lost it. Yeah, and it it, it was it's kind of funny because it's it like it reminded me of remember uh, was it the room or room? Yeah, with, with yeah. Larson. Yeah, his room, and how they're like saying like when when they got out of the room, it's like well, it's a good thing he got out now because he's not plastic yet. He's he's not he hard. Can he can he, he can, can adapt. Come back. And it's like. He Jack came in so like, fucking a uh, hot shot. I'm like whatever, yeah. just trying to get this job. And yeah. like Wendy's doing all the fucking work. Oh uh, she's yeah, she's checking all the shit. She's checking the fucking meters, right? And the boiler she's, and everything. she's like learning how to fucking do shit. Yeah. And like he's just dicking around, right? And I'm like, I'm like dude. And then when he started, when he did that speech, he's like you have how hard I work to do this, and you bro. do nothing. It's like I'll just cut I'll him, smack the shit out of you, bro. <laughs> I swear to it's God, like, it's like there's always there's always one guy on the job who talks about how hard yep. he works when he does. Dick. He does the least. That's the real horror. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> workplace horror. Yes, is her going through the all work and no play shit, yeah. right? Realizing that this whole time she was busting her ass, like defrosting the fucking <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> she's out here defrosting forty pound turkeys with the <laughs> snowblower out in the freezing cold, trying to get a little path going. And she's cooking everything up. She's keeping everything warm, dusting everything off. Right. And this motherfucker wrote one line. <laughs> one line. I swear to God. Eighteen thousand. I swear to God. If you bring me and my son down there, you know what? Enough is enough. You choked him out for one line. <laughs> the, what would have been so fucking funny is like if she's like when she's like reading it, and like that's the moment she's like, nah, enough. Yeah. It's like. Motherfucker. Yeah. It's like, oh, are you enjoying what you're reading? Like, bitch, here's the deal. Bitch, yeah. And just like knee him in the balls. Yes. It's like, listen. Yes. Because there's the one thing realizing that the only other adult you're in here has lost his mind completely. Right. But there's the the, the real horror is realizing that he's you, a lazy piece of shit. He's a lazy piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Now that actually brings me to a question that I have for you. Sure. Um, could you I think you're as familiar with all the theories and stuff as as so, myself, because yeah, you've done a lot of a good amount of like yeah. pre pre gaming to this. Do you think that the shine that the hotel is truly haunted, or do you think it's all kind of in their heads? Well, I know the hotel that they used is not the Stanley Hotel that they wrote about. Right. That's I think it's the Pine Wood the Pine Lawn. Yeah, because Lodge. in the in the Stephen King movie, they it, use the actual. They hotel. use the Stanley Hotel, yeah. which is smaller. Yeah. And uh, as someone who, as I have mentioned plenty of times before, someone who watches Ghost Adventures mm-hmm. and enjoys that show because it's just really fucking stupid. It's very stupid. They've been to the Stanley Hotel a bunch of times. Now, did they find any ghosts there? They found some stuff, but it's also super edited. And they never actually find ghosts anywhere? I. But also, I think we did, <laughs> we did talk about it 
the last time about like how I feel about the spirit world. It's yes. Like, I think it could be, sure. but there's also they're not going to be interacting with us. Right. Like that's the thing. It's like they could just live in a different plane of existence. Mm-hmm. It's just that they're not talking to us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Yeah. And that's, that's more they're than not, fair. They're not like going around like, ooh, this this dildo in a fucking tap out shirt is holding a recorder. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me go talk to him. He's going to be my connect. He's going to be he's the gonna, one who gets me to the other side. Back. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go to the, uh, the what? You think my shirt's cool? Fuck yeah. <laughs> you also like it, Hardy? Wow, oh, man. You know, no one ever comments on my affliction shirts, but yeah. thanks, bro. Really, really chilling interaction that I've had with uh, with the, from the other side. You only do arm cur- curls for three yeah. hours in the gym. <laughs> All right. Wow. You know, I I think like. I know the Stanley Hotel is like book solid mm-hmm. for like October and like spooky season. And that's their like a lot of their business is people just going there to see yeah. a haunted hotel. Yeah. Um I don't think it's haunted at all. Right. I think it's just a old hotel. Mhm. Yep. You know how they made them use 237 as the room? Yeah. Um because there's no room to 237 in the hotel? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you probably could have just you probably could have like not made that change and then charged like an exorbitant amount of money well, for two thirty one. They charge for Stephen King's room. Oh really? They're like this is the room he stayed in. Wow. But you'd be like, I could have been any fucking room. Yeah, yeah you like, could just tell matter. me if you told me that was the room. Yeah. But I, you stayed I, here in I'd the have 70s. no choice but to believe you. He stayed you know? here pre-internet. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's nothing significant about this at all. Yeah. It. That's like what I, I found funny about like. Uh, there was a thing on 30 Rock, which I think a lot of people brought up during the Titanic Explorer thing, mm. where it's like, they tricked uh, Tracy Morgan's character because he wanted to go to space. Right. So they built a set for him, and they just kind of like shook a thing, like, <laughs> you're in outer space now. <laughs> and then it's like, why didn't they do the same thing for the people? And like, like you're going in a fucking go- a cement garbage can. Yeah. Just like, put a TV screen is like, there's a Titanic. Pretty good, right? Yeah, Pretty good. Yeah, because oh, yeah, they can't get out or anything. Exactly, so. and they just sat, like, we have more space in my living room. <laughs> just turn it into like a Universal Studios, right? You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right, we're, we're coming back up, and then right. they, they so, come out, and they, somebody just kind of splashed water on yeah, the like, thing. Oof. Like, yeah. they were in a boat, they're just like, being like they're in a lake. That's yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like, that's what I feel they do for, like, in the Stanley Hotel, because mm. it's like, mm-hmm. Here's, this is Stephen King's room. Is it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, you. you do you want to pay us four hundred dollars a night? Yeah. It's fucking Stephen King's room. I will say they're gonna they're, they could book like two or three people and tell them all that they're in Stephen King's room. Right. <laughs> Just don't talk to these people. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hope they don't meet at the Continental Breakfast. They, I know that they've said this on like every fucking ghost and also. Uh, do you ever watch the YouTuber Danny Gonzalez? Depends which one's Danny Gonzalez. Uh, yeah, he's kind of like old. He's like a commentary thing. Okay. But he did. He stayed at the Stanley Hotel as mm-hmm. well. And they go, one of the ghosts is the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. So some guests know when they leave their room, they come back and their bed is made and their clothes are folded. I'm like, Ooh. that's just regular housekeeping. Ooh. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. That's, well, yeah. It's regular housekeeping. Yeah, the live ones do that too. Right. <laughs> like, see, I would be like, with the uh, fucking... Uh, I gotta remember because I I, I kind of started tweeting about it last night a little bit when I was like because I had to preoccupy my mind. Can you imagine someone's that fucking dumb? <laughs> what is it? I said uh, 
the, St- the Stanley Hotel has been taking all the credit for the Timberline Lounge Arts work because like that like the Timberline Lodge in Oregon is where they shot it. Mm. So they did all like all the I think all the interior there's some sets that were in England and then there were some sets like all the exteriors were that place and right. it still looks like that. Yeah. Except the inside is now like all like woodsy. Oh really? Yeah. They renovated like, oh, it. Yeah, they're like oh it's all uh, wood and and stone the country stuff. Well, I guess it kind of makes sense. I'm sure it didn't look like that much like the inside to begin with, because yeah. a lot of it was like sets, you know. Um, and plus, like, you know, you've seen you, like there's so many videos about how like the the spatial, the yeah, like the layout mm-hmm. of the hotel is nonsensical. Right. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Like uh, the, the times where like you turn, like, like the, the, the kitchens are like attached to the main room, like yeah. Like, they're, like, Ulrin's office has, like, an external, uh, has, like, a window that points to the outside. Right. But, like, it's right next to a hallway that goes on for, like, 40 feet. So, right. it's, like, no way that could be possible. Yeah. And, uh, like, there's times where, like, Danny, you'll see, like, an elevator door, and then Danny will, like, turn two, turn, make two right turns, mm-hmm. and now there's, like, a balcony there. Right. So, it's, like, how far that elevator door has to go to, like, nowhere. Well, yeah. also, a lot of people have said, like, that's just the hotel playing tricks on everybody. Right. Because it's the spirit of the hotel changing the geography right. of the hotel. Right. Which is, or just, like, maybe they just didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah maybe that's just what the set looked like. Exactly, you know? yeah. And they didn't hope any, they didn't think anyone would notice. There are a lot of people that say, like, oh, well, you know, Kubrick did that to, uh, to subconsciously make us feel uneasy with that with, and lost. Yeah, he wanted us to know that Lyndon Bain Johnson is. Yeah. I can tell you, I've never once fucking thought during a movie, like, well, wait. If that was if that door leads there, but then it's a wall on that side, like while while this is like an over the shoulder tracking shot, so right. I'm not watching anything but Danny. Exactly, you know yeah. what I mean. Like I when mean, he's on his little big wheel. Yeah, I'm not looking at what staircase is on like you know a third of like not even a third like a fifth of the frame over to the right, <laughs> and then realizing that that staircase isn't there when he goes to the other side of the hotel in the next scene. Right, like I can't see it from the other side. Like I'm not looking at that. And it's also like a very weird like. Like hotel setup because like you have the one side where room two two thirty seven is and it's like this kind of like modernized like late seventies yeah. like like look and then you go to the other side where they find like the two girls and it's like very rinky dink yeah. old cottage look mm-hmm. and it's like what the fuck is like what the right. fuck is going on right are they like renovating this little by little like, right what are they doing here um, and then there's also like a scene where they're first getting the tour. Mm. And they're walking past the room where Jack does his typing, and it's like a big, there's huge windows, yeah. and you know, pointing to the outside. But then once they get past those windows, there's like people that are walking behind them, uh, it, like for like deeper into the shot, where it's like they would have had to have come from outdoors for it to be possible, <laughs> right? You know? No, and yeah, stuff like that is like okay, I can see how that might be like an actual visual trick that Kubrick's playing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because there's there's it, like I can't even imagine how somebody would do that wrong intentionally, like unintentionally. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, that, um, yeah. It's... And the same thing with Ulrin's office. Like I can't even imagine how you would do that wrong on purpose or like accidentally. I right. can't imagine how you could fuck up to have a hallway here and then it's a window there. I I do find it funny that like I I actually do like the idea of like yeah the hotel does change its geography yeah. for like the people to fuck with them. But, like, Wendy and Danny not being affected by it, being just, like, oblivious to their own, like, thing. Right. 
which is still pretty funny because they're like, yeah, I still got to do work, man. Like, I don't give a fuck what. Like, yeah. It's like, I got, I still got to, whatever. I think that's a big thing. So I, yeah. I think a lot of that, I think of what he does is more for us than like right. the characters. And so, I think it's also to unsettle us because we yeah. can't, like, because when everything does break down, we can't be like, well, if Wendy makes a left here, she'll be safe. Like, well, I don't really know what area she's yeah. in. Yeah. And, but to be fair, maybe I'm not a very astute, like, movie watcher. But I couldn't have, if, if the hotel made perfect sense, mm. and Wendy started running through any of the hallways that she ran through, I couldn't tell you what's the, what, where the right. right way for her to go was. Exactly, yeah. Because for me, I'm thinking, okay, this hotel's big, it's huge, it's, it's labyrinthine, so I don't, I'm not even trying. It's to a maze out, itself. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a maze itself. So I'm not even trying to make heads from tails. You know what I mean? Right. And most of the time when I'm watching, I'm looking for the little girls. I'm looking for the fucking, uh, I'm looking at how this, well, every shot is strangely symmetrical. Right. You know, I'm looking at other things. So I'm, I'm not looking to see like, well, if he makes a right and then a left, that should bring him to the kitchen. Right. You know, I just, this is not what I'm looking at when I'm watching the movie. So maybe it is messing with me on a subconscious Sorry. level. But I also don't think that it did mess with me on a subconscious level. I, I think it's what you take from it. Yeah. Like, this is also like what I wanted to like have us watch. We watch these separately instead of what we normally do when we watch yeah. movies together. So I put out the plan of like watch it separately. Like this and Exorcist, we both watch separately mm -hmm. to gauge our own like kind of because like I was thinking in the thing I was thinking like all right I was kind of like tracking the steps of like where they would go and it's mm -hmm. like well how does Danny get his bike up on the third floor or mm -hmm. like on the like and he's not crossing any stairs so like yeah i was kind of watching that a little bit but also and you and if you think you weren't yeah but i think that's the thing like we came to it ourselves like we, we got a different experience from the movie like and it's yeah. the same movie it's like the same movie yeah. i maybe if i watched it a third or fourth time i would have started to notice that stuff but it didn't for me i didn't feel like I don't, what what do you think was the intended effect on the viewer to disorient? I, I think us? to disorient. I think yeah. to disorient us and make us not uncomfortable. I mm -hmm. think what your mom was feeling is exactly what Kubrick yeah. wanted us to feel. But I don't know if if the uh, well every well you know there were four lamps in this room and they were all turned. I on. think that that's all bullshit. Yeah. But I think like what we are actually seeing is what he, what's intended. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like the whole like continuity bullshit. It's like oh if you look in the background you'll see one fucking yeah. window has a handprint on it, but then the next scene it does like. That just means some fucking grip, right? Let, put his hand Look, on. They did hundreds of takes. Yeah, you know, and you, you it's impossible to, for everything to stay the and same I'm for pretty, every single take. I'm pretty sure the cinematographer almost tried to kill Stanley Kubrick. I'm, yeah. I'm like 100 percent sure that people were like, enough is enough, right? Because I I think like the crew hated his guts. Yeah, too. of course. Look what he's making them do yeah. over and over. So like I I. For me, like yes, I'm sure some of it was intentional, mm -hmm. but if a chair is moved between takes, right there, and you guys did dozens and dozens of takes, I think that's a very, very yeah. likely thing. And I think it's more just—it's not even like oh, Stanley moved the chair so that we would subconsciously wonder where the chair was. No, I think he was just like, yeah, the chair's not there, but this is the shot I want to use. Right. I think he I, just didn't. I think he they, didn't sweat those details. Yeah, I think like they, there was a small, small move, like maybe like all right, so if like. A chair got moved. Chair got moved in the main hall, right? right? Probably after him fucking berating Shelley Duvall, she <laughs> took a chair down and she's like, "I just need five seconds yes. to fucking collect myself yes. to go at it." And they're like, "Okay, go ahead." And no one's like, "Oh, I forgot to move this chair back." Right. That's it. Right. Or and because people talk about how meticulous Kubrick is, and right. yeah, I'm sure he is. But if there's one thing he did in this movie that we can all agree on, is that he 
fucked around. Yeah. You know? He fucked around with, like, you know, okay, well, let's try it. Let's throw this goofy take in here. Let's see um, how this looks from this angle. Let's see. And, you know, and so I think when he's following these ideas, I, I think he, the, the idea of, like, the consistency between, like, every single take, I just feel like that's a detail that he thought, one, I'm not going to worry too much about it. And two, if it's off, hey, maybe they'll think it, maybe they'll be creeped out by that. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm... <laughs> Maybe I'm maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. I think I think there's some the, the truth lies somewhere in between. Of yeah. Like he, I I don't think anyone's that, especially on the film set with there's so many fucking variables. You like, it's not in like a vacuum. You mm-hmm. can't, you can't have your fingers everywhere. It's just there's so much things go, so many things going on. There's so many people just dicking around or whatever. Yeah. Like I think you can't like always be like, well, this is everything's intentional. Mm-hmm. I think you could put out the narrative to like. Yeah, like when it, like it over time, like you said, this movie got bad recep- a, a bad reception when it mm-hmm. came out. Mm-hmm. I think over time, and what cult classics do is that you start forgiving mm-hmm. a lot of the mistakes, and then you start like that. That forgiveness turns into like, oh wait a minute, yeah, yeah, here we go. Yeah, you could see you could start to see the you start like kind of like adding two and four and trying to get six. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry, two and four and trying to get seven. Yeah, and like it's something's missing, right? But you forgive it to make that answer work yeah 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 i could definitely see that being the case and that's not to say that we're gonna get kubrick so was, much hate oh, no, from the shine heads. Uh, <laughs> I, i'm not saying that kubrick is making mistakes you no. know what i mean because I, I remember he did a movie later on in his career with tom cruise and tom's like eyes yeah wide shut. i wa- yeah that's right when, during eyes wide shut tom would say he's walked in on on kubrick still editing the shining yeah like after it was released so to say that he didn't notice these things i don't think that's true no. i think he noticed like all these things or quote-unquote mistakes or whatever i just wonder how much he like how much significance he really put into some of those inconsistencies versus the people that watch it i think yeah i think i think well that's the thing like once it's in the once the art is out there you can't control the how it's received how it's received and i think with this movie out of all the movies we have done like even all, all the cult classic movies we have done this movie itself has like really exploded with every like every other thing like they like tying into like the fucking moon landings tying yeah. into like secret government shit it's yeah. like it's like it's a it's a movie right it's a movie right. the, the government's not going to reach out to the guy who directed Lolita to be like you want to fake the moon landing right it's like no it's it's just he's he's a very good filmmaker he's a very detailed filmmaker but he is not like it's not it's not all on purpose, right? Yeah. It's not it's not all on purpose, or it's right. not it's not all meant to. It doesn't all ha- it doesn't all have to mean something, right? You know, and a lot of a lot of the movie does mean things. Yeah, you know, there's tons of like motifs in there and themes in there, and you know, lots of symbolism and lots of like things that you're meant to be able to, you know, derive your like you said, it's art, right? You know, that he leaves lots of things in there that that will have you. Oh, what this is the whole thing like. Uh, Jack abusing Danny. Right. You know that's one that gets a lot of traction. Also, here's here's another thing: is it paranormal or is he crazy? Yeah, right. Like, that's the thing. Like, what part is how much is crazy? How much is ghosts? How much is ghosts? Right. Yeah, exactly. Because um, there's there's you might think like oh maybe that's why a lot of the more fantastical stuff in the book were cut out. Right. Because. Kubrick wanted there to be some ambiguity as to whether this is even, even a supernatural happened, yeah. thing. Yep. You know? 
um, you know, does Jack have the have the shining? You know, like yeah. I've seen that one around, and that's cool. And they can see there's like a cool amount of, um, uh, like like little hints to it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like oh, they mentioned the the Native American burial ground, so mm-hmm. it's probably something like something like that. Maybe that area, there is something supernatural. They set up to that it. old lady in the beginning with uh, they lost a hiker in the news report, saying that, oh they yep. they lost somebody ten days ago. Yep. It's like oh okay well, and then you hear like there's someone in the room, and you're like oh wait a minute. Yeah. yeah, this little, yeah, yeah helps you. Yeah, there, there's things that you could pick up and and kind of make stuff out of, and and yeah. and but that that's supported by the movie in a strong way, and it doesn't require too much uh, legwork on on your half to connect these right. dots, yeah. right? And then but then there's other things where it's about the Holocaust, you know? Yeah, <laughs> where it's like I didn't because he's typing on a typewriter. I yeah I don't. And they uh, used that during the Holocaust? That's, they used typewriters for a lot of things. Yeah. They used typewriters. It wasn't just Nazis using typewriters. Like, yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah, and people act like that's the smoking gun on the theory. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah they're just I, like, you know, once I tell once I show you that, you know, but one thing that's interesting is that the type, type of typewriter he's using changes halfway through the movie. He's like, it's a continuity error. But why, but why, would there, why would you even have two typewriters on set? Because I'm pretty accident. sure what happened was, because also they filmed the driving scenes inside that room, inside that big room, so they took out like the car and they had the rear projection. Oh wow! So that's where they would. Film. So what they did is they probably filmed the scene with mm-hmm. the typewriter, then they go, all right, we got to move it to film this driving scene. Mm-hmm. They took out the typewriter. I forgot where I put the typewriter. <laughs> can you go down? Can you just go to the store and buy a new typewriter? They send a fucking PA. Uh, what kind of typewriter? Oh, it's this one. Right. There you go. Yeah. That's how it is. That's all that's all film sets are. It's like someone moves something, they forget where they put it, and they go, fuck, just go go get go get another. And thing. it's like what you said, or maybe Kubrick got lucky where people take that to mean so many different things. Right. And it doesn't mean anything. And I watched the movie, I had no fucking clue what type of typewriter right. he used. I don't, you know? The last time I used a typewriter was nineteen ninety four. But what is it about this movie though that people like to make these theories I, and like to dig it to every detail. Yeah. What is it? You know? I think I think it is like I think it is the fact that like it is Kubrick. Kubrick was a weird guy. Mm-hmm. And like people connect with that they're like oh he's a weird guy. Like I'm a weird guy too. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that also like yeah cuz it is it does always feel like a moving moving bot. So maybe people are attracted to the idea of like it's constantly changing. It's mm-hmm. constantly, like, no matter what, how many times I see it, every time I see it, I see something new. Mm-hmm. And I think that also adds to it. I think... That's true. There's a lot of replay value to yeah, it. Yeah, because, like you, like, like you were saying, like, you just... Because of a lot of things, a lot of takes... Is, I didn't notice cartoony takes. I was like, oh, maybe... But now you said it. I was like, well, if I go back, I could probably... You could probably see Jack Jack Nicholson but I was like, laying but, it on a little thick sometimes. Yeah, when you know? like probably in the in the bedroom, like, what do you mean? And then it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's like, where are you going to go? Take him to the doctor? Oh, right, right. Like, fuck, like, okay. That, now I get it. But, like, also, it's... Yeah, it, I think I think people just like solving the mystery of whatever. Yeah. Like, I also, and, like, Kubrick's not around to be, like, go to, like, Comic-Cons and be like, no, that's not what I meant. Right, like, right. He, there's there's a whole thing on, uh, on I think it was like Vanity Fair or something that like, uh, 
of Jordan Peele just like debunking rumors about Get Out. Right. You know, and, and it would have been great if Kubrick did that, but I don't know if Kubrick would have. No, he wouldn't have. No, he'd be like, yeah, no, I'm not giving like, you the fucking answer. Yeah, I'm not going to Comic Con. Fuck you. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like I got I got other things going on. Like Spielberg. Like Spielberg could go to Comic Con, mm-hmm. but if he does, he's just going to go to Hall H and go home. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to go sit in a fucking. Like, but also, there's not as much to dissect. Right. Yeah. Uh, Stanley Kubrick wouldn't go on, like, the fucking uh, Amoeba channel and be like, this is why I picked this movie. Like, you well, know he doesn't I mean? even give, like, he doesn't even, uh, he, he didn't give out the script for The Shining. No. He doesn't let you see those kind of things. He also burned a lot of, like, deleted scenes. Yeah. So any scenes that, like, were cut were burned. So you'll never see them. Wow. And, yeah, because he's a, he's a, like, with that I could understand, like, he's a very interesting private guy. Yeah. But, like, because also the era he came up in, it was, like, him, George Lucas, Mm -hmm. Spielberg, Mm -hmm. Francis Ford Coppola, uh, Scorsese, I think, came a little bit after him. Mm -hmm. But, like, like coming up in that time, you had to kind of also, like... Like this is Think why the I'm competition's gonna... a little too right. stiff. So it's like gotta... Spielberg gives you this kind of fantasy, but right. I give you like the hard stuff. Like, yeah, the hard stuff. The hard stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know that's not to say that the movie is sloppy. No. You know, at all. No, I I think in the fact that it's so like clean, you could kind of notice the sloppiness in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I do think a lot of I'm not I'm not saying a lot of it is not intentional. Where like. People are making a big thing out of nothing. Mm-hmm. I think in some ways they definitely are. Yeah. But I think in other ways, I, I think there is a lot that he puts in there that is supposed to fuck with us on a subconscious level. Like the music, for example. Oh, you know? yeah. I you, fucking loved it. Yo, oh, the, the hard It pounding. added so much. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that, uh, like moments that are not supposed to be scary, but he adds the music and now suddenly we're like, what? Or like, like kind of cringing at yeah. every corner that Danny turns. Yeah, it's like, is yeah. this way going to be the one? And you the, know, like shots that he just holds for an eternity with no music at all. You know what I like? I liked when he would, the title cards, mm-hmm. how they would go from like, uh, the day, the month, to just like month and then at the end there's like times yeah because it's like it doesn't matter what day it is it just matters what time it is and also that you know the, the gaps started uh-huh. getting smaller exactly you know, yeah. it's like oh well we're about a month in or it's about a week oh what's happening today yeah you know it's well, like 8 a.m yeah 12 right <laughs> it's ha- like this is is happening yeah you know shit's hitting the fan so it's cool it add, it builds tension yeah it's a cool thing you know things like uh the the I, I do I did notice you know we talk about how the lighting is probably not as significant as people think it is. No, it is. And this, but there's it's a lot of so good. there's so much in it that's so there. So good lighting. Like, like there's a lot of top down lighting on a lot of characters that just makes them look like dead. Yeah. You know, which is cool. There's like a lot of scary moments that you know are and that's why I say a lot of things that break convention. Mm-hmm. There's no like dingy dark like corners that things are hiding in. No. no, everything's like right there. They did the one dingy like the whole like skeletons in the room. It's like and that was like the worst shot of the like, movie. Yeah, it was like it's like what? Yeah, <laughs> what's going on? All right, like, like the honestly the the blowjob bear was way spookier than right, that. It was yeah. like, what's going on? Oh yeah. shit! Like is he getting a blowy? <laughs> yeah, right. It's like I, I, but you know it's just the and the zoom in on it at the right. quick zoom. Versus, like, that regular shot of, like, a bunch of skeletons. I, I think, because, yeah, it's supposed to, like, this is now, it's supposed to be un, super unsettling to us, where, like, they're just throwing loot, throwing stuff at us. Yeah, like, the guy with, like, this head bleeding, you right. know? Like, what a lovely party. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, that's... <laughs> okay. That's pretty, that's... It. But the fact that it's, it's so fucking weird... 6 p.m. on a cool. fucking Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calm down, guy. <laughs> you know? Uh, it, and it's... Yeah. 
I, I feel bad. I feel like we've talked about how much people talk about the movie, and we haven't talked about the movie. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I was gonna say. But then what hasn't been said? What hasn't been said? Ex- yeah. Exactly. But like, also, like, it was kind of funny, like when Jack was in the uh, the dry food storage room. Mm-hmm. I was like, he probably could have gotten over his craziness with all the carbs he ate. Oh yeah. I was like, he had his carb nap. It's like, wait a minute. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm cool. Like, I'm just gonna chill here. I'm just gonna eat some fucking peanuts yeah. and like. And you know what? You're gonna have to eat at some point too. Yeah. So, catch me there. <laughs> you know, he already he already knows he already sabotaged the snowcat. Right. So he knows he can't go anywhere. Yeah. So and he knows he, he and already sabotaged the radio. The radio. Yeah. Yep. So he can't go there. So yeah, they're gonna have to chill. You know. Um, but you can't yeah. just survive on meat alone. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, but if you speak of that scene. Um, there are, I, I did see something that was like the only real scene that, um, suggests that the, that the hotel is actually supernatural and it's not in Jack's head is that door opening. Right. You know? Um, also, right. speaking of that door, mm. there's, uh, and like that freezer, when Dick Halloran's like showing them around, uh, he... The, like the one of the like weird spatial inconsistencies is like they would go into the door on the right and look at the freezer and you're like oh this is what it is right and then when they come out they're coming out from the left <laughs> on the other side yeah. and uh and that has to be intentional I think because so, yeah. you have to go out of your way to do something that wrong right you know I, I yeah I think it's one of those things where like that's an intentional yeah. like the 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 place is fucking with you like, yeah everything is like so when, I do, when yeah. you enter a room the next time you come out of the room it's changed yeah. yeah so I do think the spatial awareness shit mm-hmm. is intentional um the characters never react to it so it's got to be for us i think because also like i think they're it it's an exception like like the characters are accepting it Mm. so it's like wendy and danny are trying to like this is what jack wants this is what jack needs to like you know uh to be happy and they'll do anything for him i think Mm. and also i think like dick halloran and and the other the the boss are like oliver or something all right yeah like we know yeah yeah we know well the Doc, Dick definitely knows. Oh yeah, Dick knows. Yeah, I mean, because he warns Danny. So <laughs> don't go to room two thirty seven. Which, like, you know, what you expect? What you expect this kid to not go? Now? Oh, there's nothing wrong in there. But don't go in there. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like what? It's like all right, sure, dude. But uh, yeah, it, it's um, I think that stuff is intentional. And I think it's cool, mm. and it's shit that I didn't notice at all while I was watching it. Yeah, you know, I, this is all stuff that like I kind of saw later. Um, uh, and I think that's just really cool. I don't know if it had, if I, I don't know if it had that disorienting effect on me, because um, I, 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 again, I, if it was subconscious, I didn't right. feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that's where a lot of the theories come in. It's like, oh, it's the subconscious make you feel that. I was like, well, if it's subconscious, how do I know it worked? You know? That's... Do I feel disoriented because uh, because the that room wasn't there or that room can't lead somewhere? Or do I feel disoriented because these shots make the people seem so small and insignificant in these long hallways. Right. And so the, it makes the hotel just seem infinite, which is also an intentional thing. Yeah. Was, I was going to ask you a question. I was just trying to word it properly that I don't sound like a complete idiot. Hmm. I was gonna say, like, when you watch like a movie or something, do you you pick up mostly on like how what, like, big, like big of an area is or do you like like or uh, like. No, I don't want to say like tiny detail, but like, yeah, like let's take the the kitchen thing, right? Mm-hmm. When they come out of the freezer, and you're, and you just said like you you, like the movie makes people seem small, yeah. especially like that overhead into like the the maze thing where it's like, you mm-hmm. see Danny and, and yeah. Wendy walking in, and it's like you see like you, they are small, they are right. 
it's almost insignificant. Right. But do you like pick that stuff up in other movies as well? Like where you see, like, um, shit. I should... It's hard to think of an example. It's hard to think off like yeah. the top of my head. But like when you see like a movie where, let's take Snowpiercer for example. Okay. Because like Snowpiercer is this. Oh, like the left and right direction. The left and kind right of thing? thing. Like it's yeah. something like that. Do you like you would would you find yourself picking up on that faster like now? Like. Yeah, I think now I, I would pick up on it more. Right. Um, but I think that, okay, maybe Snowpiercer is a really good example where it's like, it's subconscious in that it makes sense. Right. You know? And I don't notice that it makes sense. So, like, like every frame of painting had to show me that it makes <laughs> sense. But, uh, but in the movie, I felt oriented right. despite all the different angles that they have to hit on while shooting this movie on this train. Right. Okay. You know? And so something like that... Um, is I think as an example is something that I don't really notice uh, in the moment, but it works because I didn't feel lost. Okay. Whereas like maybe, maybe it, this did work because I did feel like okay, well there's no I, I felt like I had no concept of where of how one room connected to another at any point in but, this hotel. But with Snowpiercer, you know it's a train, so you know right. one room will lead to the other. Right. Okay. Right. Because you know bone bone boom jung bong jung. Oh yeah, the director. Bung, yeah, Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, I think I think it's Bong Joon Ho. Um, he, what he was very particular about establishing that directional orientation. Yes. Right. That was intentional, and and it and it worked because I wasn't lost, in, uh, The yep. Shining. Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. In The Shining, it did it. Did the lack of, or did all the fake uh, rooms and the spatial impossibilities, did that all work mm. to make me not know where anything was? Or did I just not know where anything was because there was nothing showing me where anything was? You know, like there the lack know. of someone pointing that out for me. Right. Like if they took you on the tour, like, okay, this is where all the staff quarters are. This is where the, you know, the renters, like the, yeah. the, the Which they did. They showed. But right. also, you know, it's not like it was... You know, a continuous thing where you see, well, coming from this one leads into this. But leads like into how this. in like Hot Fuzz when they took uh, Simon Pegg on the tour of like here's this, here is the evidence room, here is the end. Yeah. This is like they go kind of like place by place by place. Right. So you have like, okay, well, this will be around this area. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. It's one right after the other. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you know, it, it the way and the way they cut it too, uh, the way that like Cooper cut it was like. You don't really know how much time passes between him showing them the kitchen mm-hmm. and him showing them like their bedroom. Right. You know, to say like, well, all right, this leads right into that. Mm-hmm. You know. So, uh, and I, I kind of, I, I think that's intentional. It has to be intentional. Yeah. He's still editing the movie, so it, <laughs> it had to be intentional. But editing um, up in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still a, <laughs> the cutting board is just like uh, Earth here. Yeah. What we have. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's. Um, I, I think it's intentional and I think it worked because I didn't know where anything was, but I also feel like you could have just not shown me where anything was and I wouldn't know where anything was. Yeah, but also I feel like it's one of those things where like a hotel is supposed to be comfortable mm. and like you're supposed to be comfortable in this, not this, this place that's supposed to be a pseudo home. Like it's like, it's not yours. You don't own anything in it. You're staying in it. You're sleeping in it. You're being vulnerable in it. Yeah. So like, the whole thing, the whole vibe of a hotel or like like a lodge like that is to be comforted. Yeah. And the fact that like you're not comf- comfortable walking out of one fucking room, you don't even know where you're gonna end up. It yeah. just throws everything out of like whack. And it took it will take you a little while because you're like, 
how many times like Danny rode, rode his bike around the fucking like main room, but you never saw the the bar. Right. You like he went from the kitchen to in front of the elevators to around like the side of the game room mm-hmm. to the main room and then back and like okay and but Jack walks in and he crosses the bar. Yeah. So like yeah, and I think it I think that's really fucking cool. <laughs> I think it's really cool. And it's really cool because they combine it with yeah. that behind the shoulder shot, the yeah. steady cam, the which fact... freaks my sister out. Oh, the really? The, yeah, the, 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 she the, like, hated just... it. She hated being old because she's like, every time he turns a corner and we're yeah. right behind his shoulder, something's going to be there. Yeah. She felt it every single time. Yeah, and I think that that's what's great because you are like him. You don't know what's going to be around the right. corner. Right, The only way to show, like, it's not interesting, like, having him come to you. Mm-hmm. It's interesting having them go away and then, like, turn. Yeah. Yeah. And then that plus the music. Mm-hmm. Like, the music is just so dreary and and, and it's it's spooky. Spooky. It is spooky, Hell that music. Yeah. And I love, so I think by itself, it's not, like, something that I noticed. But in combination with the camera angle and the music and, you know, um, and the turns that, that he's making with it, that all that put together gave me the desired effect. And I right. did acknowledge during the movie, like, this is an uncomfortable... Right. Like, uh, following this kid around is uncomfortable. I don't know what's coming up, right. and I don't like that. So maybe it's that's part of the thing where... Maybe maybe that's what it is. I think, I think now yeah. I'm seeing it. I know yeah. I'm seeing now it. Now you're seeing it? Yeah. yeah, where it's like... Okay, by itself, it's something that I think maybe people put a little too much stock in, mm-hmm. but as part of the bigger picture, it certainly helps. Yes. You know? Because if I feel like this kid did three turns and ended up where he was supposed to be, maybe, maybe it's not something I would have that would have clicked in my head, but mm-hmm. I would have felt more comfortable. Maybe that's Stanley Cooper's way of saying, like, this is what, how children feel. You know, they don't know what's going to be around each corner. Yeah, I mean, in a hotel, if I'm writing a... Yeah. a I wouldn't. Yeah. That is yeah, how like, I would feel. What kind of parent you're going to have? Are you going to have the nice one, or are you going to have the really mean one? <laughs> like, which one are you going to run into? Take your pick. Yep. Um, now, what... Uh, and then, you know, another thing that I thought was super spooky scary was just the way that they lingered on certain shots... Mm. And then the way they'd like this cut in certain other shots, like uh, looking at like sister jumped out of the chair when you see the two girls and then it and cuts to them getting cut up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Woo! yeah. Good shit. Yeah. Good shit. Or you... like when we're talking, when like it shows. Uh, I forget what the what the what the cut was. The L. Oh, maybe it was uh, the blood elevator, or some, or perhaps it was like Dick Halloran. Uh, that like ridiculously long uh, close up on Dick Halloran's <gasps> face. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. Um, that was sweet pad, bro. Yeah, right. Sweet oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is what Stanley Kubrick thinks black people live like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's definitely like it reminded me like it of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, the the Shining episode where they made fun of The Shining, mm-hmm. and it's like groundskeeper Willie was Dick Halloran, nice. and he's like, and he tells Bart, it's like, don't. Shin, Willie, and from eight to nine. That's Willie's time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like yes, I was like, oh, like it's so like it, it's yeah. It, I'm sorry, just kind of lost my words there. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, it's uh, I think. Fuck, what was I saying? Holy um, shit! We were talking oh. about the long shot on Dick. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and. How you know it reminds you of like yeah. the also shitting. with the the lady in room two thirty seven where uh-huh. it is like 
And when it kind of starts breaking down of like, yeah, she's this like dead old she's decaying woman. Yeah. But then it cuts to her in the bathtub, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to her back up standing up, then back to the bathtub. It's like, right. So like, you don't. What the fuck is happening? Right. Like, right. like the timing is off. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she was hot in the bathtub, and now yeah. she's ugly in the bathtub. But she wasn't in the bathtub. She was standing there. She was standing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that I think was. I think that I think the lack of consistency is perfect in that scene because yeah. the whole idea is that it's not natural, right? And you don't know what's real and what's not, and it's meant to and it's meant to scare you. So the fact that you could be seeing her there and seeing you in the mirror, her in the mirror, makes perfect oh, sense to me. Did you see anything? No, not a thing. Yeah, I don't know. What, oh, I think maybe. he, I think he did it to himself. He's making it up. And he's making it all up. But he shouldn't see a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> You know that thing that happened to him before we left? Right. Maybe that was it. Right. I don't think it's my fault, though. <laughs> right. I'm in the clear. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, do you think Do you think that there was an old hag lady that choked out Danny, or do you think that Jack did it? I think Jack did it. Yeah. I think Jack slept well. I mm-hmm. think that's what it was. Because, like, also, yeah, he could have just... Because I also I think they they did set it up with him sitting up in bed, just kind of just staring there. I think he went into maybe like a fugue state and probably mm-hmm. just like choked him, or like and then ripped his shirt. But or maybe he did it uh, when they were when you when Danny was like on his lap and they were talking. No, that that happened after. That scene was after. No. Yeah. Well, no, because he was because when he got choked and like shirt, he went to Tony. He only was Tony until. The end. Yeah. But when he went in, he's like, I just want to get my fire trucks down. Yeah, he that was happened like, before that. That happened way before, but I don't think he... Jack didn't, like, strangle him. Didn't strangle him back. then. Okay. He just, like, come over here, son. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sit on my lap. That was an uncomfortable like, situation. I think that, like, is what you, a lot of people I get the sexual heard. abuse theories from. Yeah. And then uh, they get a lot of other shaky evidence for it. Like, well, well you know, the bear was... Uh, the, the, the blowjob bear was positioned just like Danny who was brushing his when he was brushing his teeth the and then you know partially obscured by the door frame uh-huh. and then Danny had toothpaste in his mouth so is Danny the blowjob bear Jan- yeah so the blowjob bear is Danny right it's meant to it's, it's meant to like that on the sexual homosexual vibes oh Jack if you look at what Jack was reading when Ulrin came up to him for the interview mm-hmm. he was reading a Playgirl magazine not Playboy Playgirl and on that cover there was an article about incest why parents sleep with their children oh i didn't even notice that yeah and of course not because how could you zoom in and know that but right. someone also, looked up the the issue afterwards i'm, I'm sorry he was reading a Playgirl... On a job interview. On a job interview? On a job interview, bro. In someone's office? That's the first fucking thing I noticed. No, in the lobby. In the lobby? They had Playgirl in the lobby. He spoke to a girl. Like He spoke to a, the receptionist and she said, there's this office. Go yep. over there. Yep. What? I know. No, no, no. It wasn't the interview scene, I think. I think it was oh, the, it was scene, the right scene before where... the, when he gives, starts giving oh, the, the tour. Oh, the tour. Yeah. And it's... What? Uh, yeah. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, uh, so that's a lot of people saying he uh, he had like abused uh, uh, Danny before, and like Tony was like kind of a coping mechanism for that. Well, although Doctor Sleep kind of shows that Tony is is uh, Danny like from the Danny future. From the future, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is I also did in the uh, Stephen King uh, TV movie where they you actually, oh, they see, actually... To- you actually see Tony. And oh, it's wow. like Tony looks like. A, a white guy with glasses, and then mm. at the end you see it's like, oh, it's Danny. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know there's a Doctor Sleep movie with Ewan McGregor, right? Yep. Apparently it's good. Uh, yeah. 
I, I mean, now that I've seen this again, I could probably watch that. Right now, now that we now, now that we've we, seen it, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, no, it's uh, I think I, I think for me the biggest strength or the most impressive thing about the movie mm-hmm. is that atmospheric sense of dread that it's able to maintain and like and the tension that it builds and yeah. how it how it's able to climax that tension in the end. With, yeah. with Jack, who's really just a limping guy with an axe. Right. Like, coming through and just the, the bitch, get out of there type of energy. Right. He also gets clowned on every fucking attempt. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, oh, I'm going to come up, whacked in the head, falls oh, downstairs, yeah. stabbed in the hand, gets tricked by his son outside. Yep, yep. He's the most, in, he's the, one of the most incompetent killers since fucking Ghostface. He killed one guy. He got one guy down. He got one old man. On, uh, an old man who really should have seen that coming. Yeah. You know, mm. Shining didn't help you there? <laughs> guess, Interesting. It, guess it wasn't too shiny. Yeah. Mm. But, uh... You no, know, his, I, his skull was pretty... He, was, he had a good good shave. Yeah. I, I respect that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. But your head looks like a wax floor? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is... That is clutch. That, that bowling ball... That bowling uh, ball head, shine. Yeah. That bowling ball shine. Um... Yeah, he killed one old man. Yep. Who really was not even supposed to be there. Nope. Uh... But, you know, I think them building up to that and that explosion of just violence, really awesome. Yeah. Really cool. And, you know, it felt like a great ride. Um, all the little, like, finagly details that people talk about, I think they're kind of missing the forest for the trees of what really makes think, this movie cool. Yeah, I think... But I that's think, my opinion. I think, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of dots and don't need connecting yeah but like if it makes them feel comfortable and they're not hurting anybody i don't care exactly yeah. take what you want out of it that's your opinion yeah. that's what you find um the most interesting about yeah, it like cool. it, good for you to find that weird shit like yeah you know like that, it took some oh what kind of door, room of that size has four lamps that big right hey if you if that interests you cool somebody went to set deck and was like ah we need lamps yeah uh, i think it was a thing where like Kubrick wanted to one play against the idea of like dark and horror movies where you can't right. see anything well. I think that was one. Mm-hmm. And two, I think um, Kubrick with the facial expressions that people had and like the zoom ins that they had just work better when you can really see. Like, there's I forget one shot, one scary shot that just immediately cuts to Danny like screaming his head off. Oh, I think it was when uh, Dick got axed. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he gave away his position. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, no, no, no. No, oh. Uh, that was when he's like in bed, like with his oh, mouth like agape and like the most horrible. Oh, he was, I think it was the, uh, the blood elevator. It was a blood elevator yeah, scene. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. And it just cuts to him. It's like, fuck. Yeah. That's fucking scary, bro. Yeah. Um, and. and so I, I heard the ele- the blood elevator apparently took nine days to set up, three days to shoot. Because Santa was like, doesn't look like blood. We got to keep doing it again, so they had to wash mm. the walls down. God, is, wow! And like, oh god, because yeah. as a, as it's going out, I'm like looking at it splattering on the wall. I'm just like, oh man, they ain't I, gonna get that I'm out. That out. But yeah, so holy they shit! They had to like like suck up all the fucking liquid. Wow. Wash the walls down. Fuck it, and he's just like, do it again, do it again, do it again. That's crazy because you see so many movies where they're just like, you know, we only have one shot at this, right? You know, because because no one's doing all of that. <laughs> this is before Jack got the that Batman contract where it's like yeah. he gets sixty percent of the box office. <laughs> where it's like, all right, we gotta make sure we got like one shot. We're getting one try. We're getting like this is it. If wow. it don't look good, fuck it. 
We'll cut but, it. I mean, fix I guess, it po- we'll fix it in post. Could you not have done that with like a mini like set, uh, setup? Well, that's the thing. A lot of this stuff, like, it felt like miniatures, but yeah. I don't think they were. I don't think there were any. No, I mean, clearly not. Yeah. If they needed to fill that elevator with blood, yeah, uh, multiple times. Just some guy standing over a little model yeah, with a syringe. I'm, I'm like, sure that... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what would you say is your... And, and I say that's the one thing that I really enjoyed about it. Right. And my other thing that really makes it a great movie for me is the performances. Yeah. I think, um, like I said, Wendy was... Uh, Shelley Duvall was really good. Like, I know a lot of people, like don't like the whole like oh like the way she runs like with the knife all daintily yeah, yeah. Dan- like like I, I, I was pretty like, funny she that was, was pretty funny she was basically like yeah she, she was a spinning top of like just crazy yeah but I think her performance is that she was like this caring person and who's never like she has never held a knife in a right. combat way so why the fuck would she know how to fucking like alright or she had that ice pick grip I'm, you yeah. know <laughs> she's like I'm gonna fucking cut the corners real quick yeah, like, yeah, just like yeah. stabbing low and she all that shit she runs like slides and yeah <laughs> she does like the spin on the yeah. knee like fucking <laughs> like there's some Black Widow shit yeah just you fucking John McClane's that shit yeah. just rolls around fucking flings a knife and and she yeah. throws it, gets the bear square in the, between the eyes <laughs> throw it make sure she hits it with the butt of the knife and it comes back stabs him like, yep. cut slit yeah, and then uh, I think yeah, when Jack goes Jack, mm-hmm. the, it just changed everything. Cause like when the, yeah. it was like it was. What moment would you say that is? Um, it, it's when he goes into the bar mm-hmm. after she blames him, mm-hmm. cause he's just kind of like futzing around. When he's like walking through the hallways. Like, <laughs> yeah, cause he yeah. has he has a little explosion where it's like, well, I'm in this room. Don't yeah. fuck. And it's like okay, that's like you're peeking. Right. But you're not giving the full thing but away. You could, you could just be an abusive husband. Yeah, you could just yeah. be a dick. Yeah. And then when he's like, hey, Lloyd, and yeah. he just starts fucking going. Yeah, and you're yeah like, okay. He's, in in your mind, like, in, in your mind, you're supposed to think, he's doing this by himself. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, talking. And then when it goes to the party, he's like, hey, Jeeves. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, this is the Jack show now. Right. Like, he's going, and there's the light, like, he's holding his hand, like, his head in his hand, and... The light from the bar is shining up on his like jaw, and it's just like he still has shadow, so he's still not like a clear character. But it's just like you could see him when he pops in and out, where he's like, it's him struggling with like his morality. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm kind of a dick, but I don't mean to be a dick. And when he's in the light, he's like, I don't, I don't want to hurt my kid, but it's like, but he fucking threw my papers on the floor. Right, like, he's trying right. to justify his own asshole behavior. Yeah. And like so, he's in and out of like the shadows, and I was like, "This is fucking good." Yeah, it's really fucking good. Yeah, it's some golem shit. It's some real fucking crazy shit. Yeah, and then on top of that, the scene in the bathroom with oh, uh, with, with Grady. With Grady. Whew. I think you need to correct him. It's like, mm. and then the dropping the hard R. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that I was like, eighties. Mm. Eighties. Yeah. What yeah. is like? Damn, Kubrick really has its. Has a certain idea on black people, you know. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> the only person that dies in the movie, black guy. Black guy. Yeah. I wonder if that. I wonder if that is in the book, because what the, the hard R. I don't remember. Because I know Stephen King. Yeah, he loves that. He loves that. He loves it. Because yeah. remember it where it's like, oh yeah, just go for it, buddy. The literary Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to be an auteur, you gotta drop an end bomb. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, I don't remember if it's in the book. I've. I mean, this is over like, you know, eleven, twelve years ago. Yeah. that I read the book. It's a while. It's been a while. 
but uh, it was certainly in the movie. <laughs> and, and I remember we were watching, we are kind of creeped up, they just dropped it, we was like, oh. Mm, hello. Oh, wow, okay. Hello. Jeez. That's what happens when you get two white guys alone in a room. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it's, I'm not gonna zoom it's like, you know what, this is kind of scary just because it, this seems to be the most realistic part right. of the movie. It's like they're not even like looking over their shoulder, they're just out there saying it yeah. in a room that echoes. Well, they know they're the only ones in there, you know? <laughs> that's, that's the thing with the isolation of right. the of the overlook. It's uh, It brings the racism right out. He, all Jack wanted to do was just go outside and just scream into the maze, the N-word. Yeah. He's like, that would solve my problem. Yeah. No, no. Now I know what to write. Now, <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> What would, it would be really, all all work no play all work no play and just like n word n word n word. This N-word. ghost is pretty racist. Yeah, uh, I don't think I like this guy. He wants me to kill my family. I was okay. With I was it okay up, with that up but until I mean, he crossed the line. You really man. have to put the hard R down there. You know those people struggle themselves, man, and we're not doing any of them favor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that that Grady is not even, it's not the same Grady that killed his family, that like, you know, uh, came in there. Because that was a Charles Grady, and then he introduced himself as like a Declan Grady, and then he said how his girls were two different ages, but then the girls that were cut up were like twins. So I think that he's yet another iteration of a caretaker who came in and murdered their family. Maybe it was like a family thing. Mm -hmm. Also, like, you don't know, like, how long, is it like, it's not an every year thing. It could be like every like 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. But yeah. like, yeah. You, that, it's certainly that, not every year. I, I can imagine yeah, like, them not picking up on it. If no it one's every writing year. Like, I understand it's the 80s, but they would run news articles. Right, right. At least one. You, know, <laughs> they, they, you made an article about how they didn't find that one lady right. skiing. Yeah. You think, you think that wouldn't come up? Yeah. yeah. It would be like, it's like Camp Crystal Lake. It's like, you know, every Friday the 13th. Like, instead of just... people keep coming here? Instead of just closing for, like, the day and going away, we're here. You're going to get... You're just going to warn them, you know, that they might die. I mean, the deposit's non-refundable, so... (laughs) (laughs) There's no refund checks here at Camp Crystal Lake. Honestly, if anything's going to be refundable, it should be that. Because they're not going to be there to collect it, you know? (laughs) Listen, if you don't have a good time... Give your money back, yeah. okay? If he gets murdered by Jason, that's nah, all right. I guess we'll give you some of your money back. Yeah, well, not his share. Yeah, not, you know, yeah. He, he, he's, we'll he's give you his T-shirt yeah. money back. There you go. Uh, yeah. Okay. What, what would you think would be is like your the biggest strength of the movie for you? Um, what do you really take away from it? I think well, the biggest strength is just like the depressing outlook of every time they shot an outside shot, like an exterior in the snow. When you see that big fucking snowbank right in the corner, yeah, and you're yeah. just like, oh my god. like they're, they're, And they're trying to push the door open, and it's like, I hate snow. Mm-hmm. Fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, you get like 10 to 20 feet on the road, like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, you don't. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, speaking of a fuck you, you know about the fuck you with the Volkswagen that they drove? No. <laughs> uh, in the book, they drive a red Volkswagen. Oh god. And... Kubrick intentionally changed it to a yellow Volkswagen just to not do what, what King did. Oh, and then while Dick was driving up in the snowcat, there was a, a crashed red Volkswagen on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. The, that's what you mean to say, like, yeah, this guy might be a genius, but he's, he's, also, also, a, he's the, also a petty bitch. He's a, he's a prick. Yeah. <laughs> so the one of the crazy thing is, like, one of the stories that was on the, the, the podcast was, like, they had a... Uh, a weather advisory 
in that in that area because they were using so much fog from fog machines <sighs> that it rolled wow. down and they're like heavy fog we don't know where it came from wow. because it's you know 1970 whatever right right and it's like yeah and they're like ooh we we caused all <laughs> wow yeah that's pretty cool yeah cuz like a lot of the stuff like the outside sh- like that's just light on snow like yeah. that's great like yeah. it's crazy how they're able to kind of get that look and yeah, how they got that look yeah. for the entire movie is wild. Wow. Like, those big fucking windows, mm-hmm. that wasn't outside. No. They just somehow got the lighting to look really bright, but it didn't look like sun. It never looked like sun. It was The, the lighting yeah. was so cold. Everything looked like spotlights. Yes. But they were actually, like, it was just regular lights. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have light coming in from, like, random shower curtains. You got light. Like, when they're walking through the maze, mm-hmm. you look up at the sky... There's nothing like illuminating the tops of the of the hedges. No. It's just white above them. Yeah, I think crazy. That, I think that's all. That's so. That's also so scary about it. I mean, this one our longest episode so far. No, oh, but uh, like it's so scary because you can't see anything. You yeah. can't. You don't know what's. It's disorienting. Like, even in it's the same thing like you were talking about in like when Danny's making these turns. Like you don't know mm-hmm. what's behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <sighs> And I, I look. We started the podcast like really knocking on a lot of like the people who get it seem to they seem in our opinion to get a little caught up on the we're details. Part of it. Yeah, <laughs> now but, we're part of it. But you know, uh, the reason I do it is because you know how we used to say like, oh, you know, if you're if you're if you're complaining about every little thing uh, Trump does, or you're trying to make a like a, I know this is, Antonio, I'll bring it back, or you try to make a like like make an accusation on everything Trump does. You kind of miss out on you're undercutting a lot of the things that Trump has actually done. Right. You know, uh, it's kind of like that. If you try to take significance out of every single little detail, you're kind of undercutting the uh, extreme amount of significance at uh, Kubrick put into yeah. a lot of the details. It's like how I always said, like you can't call everything great because when something truly great happens, it's gonna be under. It's not gonna mean this. It's not exactly. Like, it, you that was to, a much better way to put it than yeah. than my. Keep your politics out of this. Matt. I really should. Um, uh, yeah, that, that was a much better way to to, yeah. to elucidate that. Yeah. yeah, like if you. Right. If, if you everything's say, like, great, if, what's great? Right. If you're taking significance out of a room having four lamps in it, right. then, uh, the, you know, then how are we supposed to take you seriously when you point out something really cool, like how the hedges don't have any natural lighting on them, despite right. supposedly being outdoors? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Or yeah. like the spatial awareness. If you're, you know, pointing out every single chair that's out of place, then. It, then you know it's not going to seem as cool when you notice that two thirty seven shouldn't have anything inside of it based on what's on the other side of it, or that you know there should not be anything outside this guy's window, but there is. Right. Or that you know the 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 fucking freezer changed, switched to another side of the hallway. Like those are because those are things that have to be intentional mm-hmm. and are and have and have an actual effect on on how we experience the movie. Whereas, like, the typewriter being a different typewriter, not so much. Yeah. You know? So... Yeah. The, the, that's, the, the small thing, like, yeah. I, you just hit nail on the head, my yeah. man. Nail so, on the head. It took us two hours to do it. <laughs> we finally got there. But I think that's... It's now one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what's cool about The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> Shining's pretty cool, Shining man. is pretty cool. Shining's pretty cool. Do you want to give it a grade? Are we at that point, or do you want to keep going? I think we could give it a grade because okay. I mean the only other thing I would talk about is just like how good Shelley Duvall was and, and there's an ethical conversation to be had about you know the 
what how much is too much as yeah. far as like pushing your actors because you could even see in like little clips like Shelley Duvall was like unhappy. Her hair was falling out. Yeah, the she, poor the poor thing. But also, and to get lauded for it yeah, is rough. But I just want to clear up if anyone's heard like Shelley Duvall. Yeah, she did have mental uh, mental health issues, but it didn't happen because right of it. because of it. It happened. I mean, she had them. It just got worse over time, mm. and like she did it a few things. And she's come back recently mm. to do more stuff, but like she she took a long time off to deal with it, and you know it's you know and it's tough, and and like you know there are probably two camps where there are the people who like will defend what Kubrick did, and the people mm-hmm. who you know defend Shelley, and uh, you have to kind of I I haven't read super too much, but it does seem inhuman to make someone do 150, 160 or some takes of the same fucking thing. Of wailing and crying, too. And something that requires so much energy and emotion. It's exhausting. Yeah. Like... For months. For months. For, and like, it's and torturous. Just, and just getting shouted out and belittled. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's fucking awful. Yeah, and the behind the scenes, I, I remember there was a clip with Jack Nicholson being like, yeah, he was a different director for Shelley. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you, If your star is acknowledging that, like, come on, dude. You could, like... And they, I, I think they mentioned it uh, in the pod, in the, the podcast I listened to, uh, Gorley and Russ. I just want to make sure I yeah. to plug it. Shout it. And then also, like, they read the book, like, they, they read a book that was written for it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, Kubrick, anytime Jack was doing Jack shit, yeah. he was not, like, even coming close to him. Because yeah. he knew he couldn't match him. Right. He was, like, a different, he was a different guy because he was, like, he could, he could big dick swing around, like, people who were working for him. He mm-hmm. could big dick swing around, like, a smaller, like lesser actors, but, but a like big name, like Jack. Here's yeah. Jack, who had like hundred thousand dollar coke parties, like on his off days, yeah, yeah, and like had a private chef that he was like, yeah, I'm just gonna have a party, man. Like, fuck you, like I'm, mm. I'm Jack Nicholson. Yeah, you need me more than I need you. Yeah, yeah. and he did. You know, you want the truth, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, you know, that that's that's you know, it's fucked. Yeah, and it led to a great performance, but one that didn't even get appreciation when it came out can you imagine going through all of that and that, then getting a razzie for it that's the whole thing about like the the kind of like correlation i want to make like with jack writing like no work and no play like just imagine like he actually did write something and it's fucking terrible yeah <laughs> it's like oof. i thought I, that'd be worse than seeing the all yeah. work and no play yeah, shit. It's like you know it's reading that's like oh this isn't good what is this is this oh is this a young adult novel jack it's, the protagonist has issues with his dad. Ooh. Jack. Jack. He's you from can... a he's from a small town. You really should have let me read this, Jack. Yeah, you should have like, at least one proof proofread. Oh, just a once over. Oh, yeah. he's a loner. Oh no. Jack, you put so much time into this. <sighs> you you broke our son's collarbone. Yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> for a contrivance of he met a girl on the subway. Oh. oh. Jack, buddy, in the in the fucking drop food bin with you. Jack, this could have been a third shorter. It's like, hey man, you could you you don't you don't have to give the cabbie a name. Yeah, he's he's only in it for one scene. <laughs> Jack, I really feel like this masturbation chapter wasn't necessary, Jack. <laughs> I really don't think you needed to. Like, you, know, you spent all you yelled at me when you wrote this. Yeah. I remember on this day, like you, you, you threw you threw a vase by my head, right? And then you wrote this. And you, this is what came <laughs> because you, because I looked over your shoulder while you were writing this. All right. Oh, Jack. Oh. But yeah, I think that'd be worse than all <laughs> yeah. work and no play makes Jack a billboard. Hey, 
It's like fucking a Star Wars rip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Anyway, I want to try to give it a grade? Let's give this a grade. I think anything less than, like... For me, I, I think it's a Hall of Fame movie. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it, it's... This movie does something that no other movie does. Yeah. yeah. It's it's one of, like, I've said it when we did our action movie tournament, I'll say it, like, it's something about, like, when a filmmaker gets to, like, fucking just craft, it's special. Yeah. Like, even if it it's, like, incons- there's inconsistencies or anything, it's, like, when a filmmaker gets to say their piece... It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, how I look at those inconsistencies, not as mistakes, but as like, again, Kubrick breaking the rules, mm-hmm. breaking conventions. And breaking to, spirits. Breaking spirits. Yeah. To fully visualize, like you said, fully visualize or fully like create or uh, to make reality his vision. Yeah. You know, to make his vision into reality. And uh, that is something that we don't really get to see very often nope. in movies. And something that, based on what he did to get it, we'll probably not see again for a very long time. I um, I think I think there will be more like a twenty four is kind of like one of those like yeah well I company... mean more just like pushing like yeah, the actors to the limits yeah. and like going against the grain on so many things. I, th- I th- yeah it's such, like that is such like I don't know I mean I don't know how film sets do it, but like I'm sure that like when there there comes to a point where someone's like breaking down emotionally they're like no. Stop mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You can't treat people that <laughs> yeah, way. You can't treat and he did. So <laughs> yeah. he did. And so, I don't know. For me, I, I feel like that's almost like stopping it from stopping me from giving it a 10. It's just like knowing, like... the the It's... It sucks that I'm not the, viewing the movie for see, the that's movie. See, that's the thing about a Hall of Fame thing, where it's like, are you... Gr- grade grade the movie, don't grade the, the man. The man. Yeah. Like, grade the player, don't grade the man. Right. Like what happens on the field is what happens on the field. Well, you know, on the field... Well, there were some parts that were kind of slow. Okay. It's a long-ass movie. It's a long-ass movie. Yeah. It's Watching it at 1 o'clock movie. in the morning was a tough move yeah. by me. And then being up at like 7 to play softball right. is like, ooh. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. And there are a lot of a lot of shots that... Um, I literally went to sleep going like, God, I hope it rains. <laughs> then I woke up I was like, oh, no, it's still yep. nice out. Let's get this bread. It's going to be cold. Yep. Let's go. Yeah. You know, I, I, I so for me, I'm going to give it a 9 just because I feel like... Um, this is y'all y'all y- 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 call this the scariest movie of all time. Not that scary, I, honestly. Spooky, spooky, dreadful. Dread, yeah, you know. I uh, think I think that's hor- horrendous. A, I think that's the hard thing about spooky season is that like, what is scary? Spooky. Oh, scary. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it could be different things. What kind of like scary? Because like even The Exorcist was known as the scariest movie of all time. Mm-hmm. That. But there were things in there that back in '77 was scary. Oh. Yeah. You know. I, I think I think we may need to do one more spooky movie. Oh. oh, we may need to do one more spooky movie. But other than that, I think that's the shot. Bang bang, guys! What a what, I mean, just like the <laughs> shining. <laughs> that's gonna be the. <laughs> just like the shining, we went on a little too long. Uh, but <laughs> um. But thanks so much for, for listening to all that. If you did, uh, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter if you want to see what that last spooky movie is going to be. Ooh. At Movie Mayhem Pod. Uh, on Twitter. 
Is that what I, what I say? Yeah, yeah, I think it's you said right. You said it on Twitter. I hope so. Yeah, on Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast. Yeah, on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod. Instagram Movie Mayhem Podcast. Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And on Movie, uh, Movie Mayhem Podcast on Letterboxd. Our That's where last, it's at. Letterboxd is where it's at. Our last reviews, I think uh, it was, I think I may have said. <laughs> Matt, was su- Matt was surprised at these reviews. <laughs> uh, it is, I think I think I may have said this before, but it's uh, Friday the 13th part uh, seven, seven mm-hmm. uh, part five, The Exorcist, and uh, Prom Night 2, Hello, Mary Lou. I watched uh, The Omen, Ooh. Yeah, but I couldn't find the 1976 version. I had to watch the 2006 version, uh, which is the same movie. Julia just... Childs, isn't it? Julia Stiles, yeah. yeah. She's bad. She's bad. <laughs> She's not good. She's not good. She's not good. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me really want to watch the 76 version. I kind of want to watch this too. But is it our spooky movie? Is it?